This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. A very good morning to everybody. It is 8.49 in the morning. I'm Ku Su Chuang, joined by Sharid Abdullah and Joyce Ko. Now, we just had the political secretary to the finance minister, Lim Guaning. His name, Tony Pua, was on the grill talking to Julian Ng. And quite a lot of key takeaways for me. I think for me, the key one was really a, dele- a delegation from China coming out to discuss the East Coast rail link and I think potentially some kind of closure on that front. What about you guys? What do you think about the interview? Uh, yeah, so I guess uh, what, what there was a, some some form of closure, especially with regards to the uh, newly uh, new Economic Action Council. I think there's been a lot of question in that front uh, whether or not the, the the formation of this council is uh, to sort of support the you know the current government with regards to policy making and decision making. But I think uh, they've admitted that you know nevertheless, however, this news was going to be announced uh, is going to be a double-edged sword. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, no, no representative if they don't have the one, economy, people will right? ask for one. And if they yeah. have one, then it would, they become incompetent. Yeah, and the fact, and the fact that... And the fact that there are actually actual um, there are talks behind the scenes uh, between Malaysia and China, a lot of things happening, you know, behind closed doors that we don't know. And also another point that he pointed out during the interview I found interesting was that there's actually a lot of young and fresh blood in DAP. There's actually a lot of opportunity for the young to rise. It's not just you know uh, an old guy kind of place. Yeah, of course, the uh, DAP have got to make some kind of inroads into the young Malay aspiring politician mm-hmm. because the uh, young aspiring Malay politician has a whole raft of options, right? Whether it's Amno pass or Basatu or even uh, PKR. Uh, for me, I was actually quite interested about the unseen hand discussion as well. Okay, and Paul Moll is home now. Malaysia and France, another bilateral discussion we're having. Both our countries, uh, Malaysia and France, will be holding more dialogues to address misconceptions According to our primary industries minister, Theresa Koch, this comes on the back of the parliament in France voting to exclude palm oil as a green or biofuel stock and to end the tax incentives for palm oil as of 2020. Yeah, so earlier Norway, they voted to stop its biofuel industry from buying palm oil. Theresa Koch at the time called the move unwarranted and unjustified as well as discriminatory and unfair where this would disrupt the livelihood of palm oil producing nations, including Malaysia. Well, according to Theresa, the French embassy in Malaysia is coordinating a programme involving the Institute of Higher Studies for Science and Technology in France on understanding the palm oil industry and the results of which will be tabled in the French National Assembly. Now, so of course, uh, some notes lifted off the edge uh, to, in terms of reference. Um, French National Assembly, December 19, voted to exclude, voted to exclude use of palm oil, and then pa- the ban of palm oils will threaten French exports to Malaysia, hurt diplomatic relations, and we do a lot of trade with the, with the French. We buy wine, we buy perfume, uh, luxury goods. Uh, the wealthy um, among you, Joyce Go, uh? well, uh, <laughs> and you, Chuang. No, yeah. no. We buy a lot of products, they buy a lot of stuff from us in terms of widgets and electronics. Um, it would be a shame that our, our trade would be harmed as a result of this um, commodity. Mm. Yeah, and there's also claims that the France and Norway decision is seemed to be based on misguided perception and generalization that palm oil is linked to deforestation and uh, land. Ex- you know, there's land expansion for soybean planting grew by 33.91 million acre by 2017 for palm, which it rose about 8.7 uh, 6 7 million acres. Okay, so weighing on this issue is economist and consultant consultant Kao Yu Ling. We caught up with her. And ask her what she thinks should be discussed in these dialogues. It was quite a surprise thing, actually, uh, that happened uh, in France. Uh, I mean, I was talking to uh, to some people in France who are close to the issue, and it's quite fascinating. It was it was really pushed by uh, lawmakers in France who were pushing the bioecology agenda, and it was it was done late at night, um, and it really ambushed the French government. 
So it wasn't really a French government uh, intention, which is uh, quite interesting. And I think they've been trying to resolve the issue, but basically it was uh, maybe it was a valid vote or whether it wasn't. Um, I think there's some open questions on that. So I think a lot of engagement uh, is happening now, I think even within uh, within France, presumably, because you do have um, big users of palm oil like uh, Total, which has a new refinery in the south of France. So we'll have to see how the the commercial uh, players are looking at it, uh, people who are keen to import palm oil for biodiesel, um, what's going to be the reaction of a key player there, like Total, will they uh, challenge uh, the issue within France? And I think from the Malaysian side, um, obviously a, a lot of questions uh, about how um, they can uh, see through the trade relationship on this. So France has said that the vote will still be adopted as law, but the French government is not against palm oil. We asked Yuling what she understood from the statement. Yeah, I think it's basically this uh, this surprise policy that came out uh, against the uh, in the real intention of the French government just by you know the lawmakers. But I think most countries in the EU are obviously very uh, concerned about uh, how um, uh, palm oil is being planted. And there are, uh, you know, deep pockets of, of interest uh, there. You know, there is a, there's obviously um, uh, quite a push uh, to help um, uh, local farmers. And, and it's not just in EU. Uh, you see it in China, India. There's a very much a, a pro-local uh, farmers approach on it. So the question is how France can then also um, accommodate the imports uh, while maintaining their trade agreements and trade relationships. Um, and, and this is, I guess, uh, what's being going to be knocked out um, as the uh, France and Malaysia get together to talk. Finally, we asked Yuling if she thinks these efforts to address negative perceptions about palm oil within Europe will work. The negative perception um, is a bit challenging because it's not uh, solely an issue that is, say, within the policymakers or within the trade policy people. In fact, I think um, uh, most of them are, are pretty much you know, uh, keen to maintain trade relationships. Um, but I think a lot of the politicians are also reacting to strong public opinion, uh, which questions uh, the provenance uh, of palm oil. Um, and I think this is where it's also an opportunity um, to uh, try to present um, uh, the right information or the right messaging uh, to Europe. Uh, but having said that, it, it's already a bit of an ongoing effort. And I think you know, opinion in social media, especially if it's built up over the years, it, it, it can be a bit tough. Uh, some of the data I was looking at uh, at one point in time last year, public opinion in Instagram and, and Twitter, especially among women, actually, uh, was, was substantially worse than uh, opinion about Trump, uh, for instance. Um, so, you know, this, this is a bit of a hurdle to get through. And I think the question is whether emotive or whether, um, you know, more facts and figures, you know, do you have to present information um, that, you know, uh, Malaysia is, is caring about, uh, you know, it's orang utan conservation to turn around uh, the issues on that or reforestation. I mean, are these things, um, you know, not just the messaging and, and how you message, but also uh, the content um, that, um you know, markets like the EU and elsewhere want to hear. That was the economist Ko Yu Ling with her thoughts on Malaysia's dialogues with France. And I think what she says is correct. You know, it's very much more emotive when you go to a social media and you see orangutans being displaced mm. or villages being displaced. And, um, you know, 
one can't help but think that social media sometimes doesn't offer the perspective that global business does. I mean, for example, France is very good friends with the US, and US have their own version of, of Palm, which is soy, right? And soy is a huge competitor globally uh, for the affections of the big corporations like Unilever. And um, it, it becomes much more geopolitical than that. And um, the, the fact of the matter remains that it, it's a very big PR uh, strategy that Malaysia must really master if it is really to invigorate its, its global market because even domestically um, the applications for Palm haven't been as progressive say as Indonesia where biofuel is concerned yeah, yeah. so I guess uh, if we all put our love my palm all ahead um, uh, th- how is that going though that campaign I'm not sure I, right? I don't think the battlefield is in Malaysia the battlefield is in Europe mm-hmm. where, that's right mm-hmm. you know the NGOs are really yeah, but one very thing, aggressive one thing about this is it's not fair in some ways because if the issue the crux of the issue here is deforestation I mean we know that in the western countries uh, the, their forests in comparison to the they have no forest. Forest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they've done their so they've got, done, they've like, done the cutting. <laughs> so black forest is not considered a forest. No. Uh, yeah. So I mean, look. Uh, yeah, they've done their fair share, and we are deprived. And they of got that. rich already. And they so, got rich, and then, yeah. and then you want to deprive everybody else. So I think, yeah, that, that's a bit of imbalance. I think the engagement is probably good. Well, again, uh, much more complex issue than that. BFM eighty nine point nine. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.